escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. I'm I'm prepared for that. So that they can truly see this, not just as a one-off incident, but that there could be a repeat, particularly in that region. And to be, uh, to be able to be in a position to have a clear message that you cannot disrupt Ghana's elections. You cannot disrupt people's will to choose their uh, parliamentary uh, representatives and also the president of the republic. So let me get the clarification here. You're saying if this is not an isolated case, then the police should be getting ready for more. Yeah. But there are also people that these persons may be working for. Now, these persons are not serving their interests. They are serving interests of others. How about those whose interests are being served? And that is where it becomes a bit uh, complicated and, and difficult. And that's why if you observe, all of us here have consistently talked about not allowing impunity to hold. Because what impunity does is it emboldens people to want to believe that even in the wrongdoing, they can get away with it. And so during the voter registration exercise, even if that was in Ayawaso East, this, uh, wait a minute, we're talking about a situation in which during the voter registration exercise, I'm talking here about the central region, mm. we had uh, the shooting, shooting incident. Yeah, that was in the Ewutu Senya East. That was in Ewutu Senya East. This is in the West now. This is in the West. Yeah. And, and so we are seeing a, a scenario that is indicative of that particular uh, uh, place. And your question is very important because now we are hearing land guards. What it automatically means is don't worry about the name, but they are taking an instruction from somebody. Mm -hmm. And so on, on, on the operational scene, it's like on the ground in the operational scene, the priority of the police is to make sure that the ballot boxes are protected. But they should be gathering the type of intelligence that will lead to who are the people issuing these instructions. And can we be able to hold them accountable according to the laws of our land? And there is only one way we can stop this from recurring repeatedly, when we stop the impunity. And we stop the impunity, it doesn't matter who you are, a woman or a man, it doesn't matter your status, it doesn't matter your position. Once you flout the law, you must be held accountable. Mm. And people then can see you in jail. And now understand that when they try to do similar uh, infractions, the law will hold them accountable. Let me get to Professor Bafuajimandu. I mean, as a former uh, UN senior governance advisor, certainly not one of the things you would expect in an election that has been peaceful, Ghana being commended all over the world for a peaceful election. Then someone attempts to snatch a ballot box. He loses his life. Certainly, it's a, it's a, it's a tragedy for us as a nation. It's a tragedy for a nation that has so successfully conducted the elections. But ballot box snatching is not new in elections. Mm. Uh, 
back in 1999, towards the election that uh, brought Obasanjo uh, into power, I was in Nigeria for six six months working with the civil society to organize, to, to monitor the elections. And I tell you, it happened at least five times in that particular election. So uh, it's not new. And what is sad, though, is that our security agencies have organized themselves very well for these elections. And I remember a day or so ago, one of the commanders issued some warning on this particular issue of ballot box snatching, as if they expected something like that to happen. And even the officer went to the extent of saying, look, if anybody tries it, <laughs> you know, something will happen. So I find it so sad. The point that my brother made is important. It's important for us to know who are the sponsors of these ballot snatches, uh, the box snatches. We need to find the sponsors. And if the sponsors point to any of the parties, we should be bold to really confront those people. Confront them in what way? Meaning, let the law do its work. We got to get the law applied. You see, one of the weakest things in our society, in our democracy, is poor enforcement of the law. And the more you refuse to enforce the law, the more people get emboldened to, you know, act like that. So I, I think it's very important for us to, I hope, I hope, I, I, I hope and pray that this is not something that will point directly to any political party. Because I think the parties have done well, despite all the tension that we had towards these elections, all of us who have comported ourselves. So for this to happen at the end of the day, for me, is a sad commentary on what we've done. Okay, let me get to uh, Dr. Uh, DeGraff Johnson. Dr. DeGraff Johnson, what's your take on this? One person losing his life in an attempt to snatch a ballot box in the Uwutu Senya West constituency. Western, uh, the, the security agencies in Ghana do have a responsibility to perform. And then their, their major responsibility right now is make sure that the integrity of the election is protected and the peace of Ghana is being kept. And as uh, uh, Professor, uh, Prof has already said, they've actually warned, they've given this notice prior before, I think a day or two, that if you attempt to take a ballot box, this is what will happen to you. In fact, as uh, Mr. Bombardi, Dr. Bombardi said, one, law, one life lost is two main lives lost. Uh, we don't expect this thing to continue. But to be precise, the security agencies have given a clear warning. This is a clear example what they would do if you move in to disrupt the process. Now, the process have got to a state where we are supposed to count. Don't make any move because they've responded clearly. There's no ambiguity about this. They've lived up to their word that if you attempt to snatch a box, this is what is going to happen. And as a description that you've given, uh, whether they are Langas or whether they are Metro Men or wherever they've been sponsored from, it's a clear message to the ascenders that if we engage in this, the security agencies in Ghana have prepared enough to meet you and make sure that the integrity of this process is being kept. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. DeGraff Johnson. So this is the signal. If you are planning to do anything untoward, if you are thinking of snatching a ballot box, this is what could happen to you. Sadly, 
one person has lost his life. We don't want to see anybody getting injured, let alone lose his life. But please be very, very careful. Anybody who sends you, do not do it. Your life is very, very important. We're crossing over to the Joy News Studio where Evans Minister is standing by. And we're going around the country as the counting has begun. We'll be telling you what's happening in the 275 constituencies in this country. As counting has begun, we'll be telling you what's happening in the 275 constituencies in this country. Winston, thank you very much. And we're keeping an eye on that breaking news story uh, from the uh, central region where one person has been shot dead. But uh, there's something else unfolding in the Volta Regional Constituency of Kitty South, the third round. There's been third round of counting of presidential ballots in the Kitty South as the ECM party agency total ballots are more than what was recorded in the biometric verification device. How is this even possible? And so they've been counting and counting. This is the third time they're doing so. Sylvia joins us on the phone right now with more on this. Sylvia, this is fascinating. We are just what? Um, um, just uh, what? Seven o'clock? So that means that two hours after voting ended. And already third counting is happening after the two ones didn't yield any satisfactory outcome. Why is this? Tell us more. Hello, Sylvia. Can you hear me? I could hear a little, a little of um, excitement in the background. What, what, what's accounting for this third counting of ballots in this constituency? I'll get Sylvia on shortly, but I want to show you where we are in the voter region there where Sylvia is supposed to join us very shortly in the in 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 Ketu, um, where of course we've seen this play out in the in the Volta region. I'll, I'll pull it out for you shortly. But Sylvia is back. Hello Sylvia, what's the story there in Ketu South with this counting that is going on and there's a third one? Okay, thank you very much. Uh, I'm currently at Agwimes Satani. Uh, here they are two police stations. Uh, the first station is Atachigome where they started for the uh, for both presidential and parliamentary mm. provisional results available to me uh, for the presidential MPP got 45, NDC got 288, Boom got one, uh, GFP got one, mm. PNC got one, NDP got two. Rejected ballot was 18. The total ballot in the board uh, is 356. That's what they got for uh, for the verification machine was 355. So the presiding officer have to count for the second time. For the second time, the difference still was one. So they have to count for the third time. But that counting was different. It was still five, but uh, the one counting the ballot only counted, uh, counted to verify if it is true. So they got to a conclusion that maybe one person got two uh, ballots for both presidential. That is why the verification is 355 and the ballot in the board was 356. For the parliamentary, MPP got 46, 46. NDC 298 and Boom got 1. I'm here to get for the rejected ballot and the other uh, candidate, that is LPG, he got zero. Now, currently at Sabwema Sakani, here the station, the second station, it's Market Square. MPP got 
story they unfolding this third count um any idea what the picture emerging is i wonder the political party reps who have been monitoring this particular process uh what reactions have they been giving to what is unfolding there where the the, the votes not adding up i cannot get your question your voice is so low for me to Okay, uh, yeah. so generally I've been going through uh, going around test stuff and everything is uh, was peaceful. We didn't record any acts of violence or intimidation anywhere. I went to the border communities that is at Dusa and Gakli, Akokle and also at uh, residents there or voters there told me uh, only uh, the patrol team that came there and then they spent five minutes maximum and they go. No military was seen, but in town, uh, military vehicles were moving around. Uh, so everybody uh, got time to vote. Vote uh, or vote and exactly at 5 uh, p.m. at most of the stations that are visited. Well, thank you very much, Sylvia. Uh, keep an eye on that for me. Uh, I will return to that and see how that uh, situation is resolved. Uh, in the uh, Volta region area there where uh, some tense moments we've seen there. Uh, we want to cross over now to Western North region where there's been reports of two people dead in a motorbike accident in the Western North uh, region. Samuel Uwuku uh, joins us uh, on phone right now with details. Uh, Samuel, what we understand is these individuals may have been jubilating shortly after Ballots have been counted in a polling center. Tell us more. What, what exactly happened? What caused their death? Uh, Someone, if you can hear me, this story unfolding there in Western North region specifically, these two individuals we understand have died. What caused their death? How did this happen? Uh, I'll get his attention shortly uh, as we get to clarify yeah. that situation there in the Western North area. Uh, we'll bring you in onto the Western North area, uh, which, as we've been illustrating for you, is uh, in this part of the Western region here, uh, which, of course, has been uh, very important for the key political parties there. I want to go back to him now, who is joining us on the telephone line, my, my colleague, Sam Uh Sam, I was asking you, two people uh, dead, we understand, on a motorbike. What happened? Yeah, my brother, you are welcome to that DSO constituency in the Western North Virginia. You know, as you were preparing an hour ahead of the 
counting process. I was at uh, one of the villages away from Dabiasu, the district capital. That is in Shokwa, Bantama, about 13 kilometers from the district capital. We heard that uh, there is an accident between Shokwa and Bantama involving two motorbikes. In fact, when we go to the thing, uh, we heard two of the the two of the riders died at the spot. Mm. And the two others who were sitting at the back of the motors were rushed to Bantama uh, chip compound. So we went there, and in fact, they were receiving treatment over there. The nurse over there informed us that the two bodies are sent to Jabosho government hospital. So in fact, we didn't see the body, but she confirmed to us that they died at the spot after uh, the collide of the two motorbikes. So as we speak, the two survivors or the victims survivors are receiving treatment at the bank and compound over the but the bodies have been sent to Jabosu government hospital for autopsy. So counting is also underway at Jabosu and uh, that the policy center. So we are monitoring so that we bring proceedings to our listeners. Okay, yeah, thank you very much there with that uh-huh. quick update there on that situation on tragic situation. And then this particular constraints in the Western North area. And that's an area that I've been watching very closely for you all day uh, in terms of its uh, impact on elections. We're going to be doing a bit of that now that we know what the results may begin to look like uh, in the coming days. Studio 997 is still on standby where the crack team of experts, uh, Winston Amwa, uh, will join me uh, uh, now with a bit more of analysis uh, from, our, from our crack team of guests who... Uh, are on standby uh, with him, Emmanuel Bombande, Bafo Jumandia Prov, and of course the uh, statistician himself who is joining us. Now that we begin to anticipate the results coming in. Winston, there's a lot unfolding. Anticipation is building across the country. I'm, I'm seeing that it's also playing out in Studio 997. Well, that's very true, Evans. And we are waiting patiently. You know, I mean, the polling station results are coming in. We're monitoring them, but we are waiting for the constituency results. And once the constituency results begin to come in, then you can do the trend analysis. You would ask yourself now, would it go the 2012 way or the 2016 way? Or maybe find a middle ground. Now, if, it, if it's a middle ground, what would that mean? 2016 would mean Akufado winning again. 2012 would mean John Mahama winning. But if it's uh, in between 2012 and 2016, then maybe you're looking at a second round. And these are the dynamics we're seeing. And we're waiting patiently. And I have uh, Dr. Jigraf, you know, Johnson nodding in agreement, I'm sure, Dr. Johnson. Sure, sure. Uh, you're nodding in agreement. Fantastic. Let me come back to you. But let me tell you a few things about Kingdom Books and Stationery because now they're making sure that our children get to say it right because saying it right does not come by chance. You need to read, read, and read the right books early in life. And this is why Kingdom Books, your number one stop books and stationery shop with over 40 years experience is offering great discounts on readers and other learning materials to help your kids to say it right. Now, these readers, books and learning materials include Phonics Flashcard, Aesop's Fables, Oliver Twist, The Fish That Talked, um, Para and the Nightingale, Growing Up for Girls, Illustrated Junior, Illustrated Classics, Junior Illustrated Grammar Punctuation, and many more. So visit any Kingdom Books and Stationery shop to get a good discount on your purchase. For further inquiries and information, call 0501-401050 or 0244-311-955. And you know, 
at Enterprise Group, we always keep in mind that excellence leaves a mark. And so today, we're proud to receive a threefold confirmation of that fact. Enterprise Insurance for retaining its membership in the CIMG Hall of Fame General Insurance category for the fourth consecutive time and transitions for being declared the CIMG Emerging Brown of the Year 2019 and Enterprise Trustees for being declared the CIMG Corporate Pensions Trustee Organization of the Year 2019. As always, we dedicate this honor to our cherished customers and pledge to keep working for your advantage. So dream big with us, Enterprise, your Advantage, And I'd like to start off with you, uh, you know, Dr. DeGraff Johnson, because of your background as a statistician, and uh, you've been conducting lots of polls in this election. And I know you're monitoring and you're waiting patiently as the results come in. We've seen the result in the Volta region, Avemir, for instance, where they verified 355 people, and yet there is a vote count of 356. Statistically... Is this significant? This is only one vote difference. Yes. Uh, problems like this are bound to happen. Even in the United States, they do have problems like this one. And uh, there's also no trend to show that it's a widespread exercise that you can actually attribute it to uh, something that is uh, planned. But this is uh, one of the isolated issues that we need to deal with. It is not out of place. This is not significant. It will not alter the results as we have. Because uh, the verification machine, as they use, as time goes on, right, perfection do comes. So they also do have... What I had wanted to hear was that, was there anyone who was also verified manually? Manually. Right. In order to cross-check whether these numbers do tally or not. I think we've not been told about that. But with 355 and 356, it's quite insignificant in terms of the number. But let's wait and see as the night goes by if we are going to get uh, results which do have this kind of disparities among uh, the different areas within that particular region. Then we can actually talk in terms of cumulative effect uh, for this kind of disparities that we do see right now. But it's not widespread. It's just only one case. So we should not actually be alarmed by it. But talking about uh, you know verification, and I and, and I was in my hometown uh, this morning to vote, and in front of me was a cousin who spent about five minutes being verified. They had to you know do the facial, um, took her, I mean uh, screen her facially, and, and went back to bring this finger, bring that finger. After the, I mean several tries, finally one picked and i was asking myself am i going to go through this whole challenge too fortunately for me first try it picked but i saw in that uh, polling center how the polling i mean the election officer tried several times to ensure that this person was verified and thus was able to vote professor bafogeman yeah um, i mean we've seen a situation where this issue has come up you've been monitoring election for a very long time doesn't really matter if uh, there's a, a possible overvoting of just one vote. <laughs> uh, I think, like uh, our statistician said, one vote might not be that significant. This morning, I listened to former President um, Mahama uh, in Bali when he went to cast his ballot, and uh, he allowed time for the media people to ask questions. And uh, one question was uh, about certain incidents that had happened. They cited it. And he made a very instructive point, Mr. Muhammad. He made a very instructive point. He said, "Look, 
let us wait to see if this incident is repeated across the board. Then we can have a trend. If it's a trend, then we can have a serious question about it. But if it's just an isolated event, I think we have to wait. And I think that was very instructive. And I think it should go for all the incidents that may be reported. So in this case, if this incident of one vote being overcounted or whatever, let's see if the machine does the same at a number of places consistently. Then we can raise some serious questions about the, about the machine. So, sure, we have to understand that the most perfect technology can still fail you in some instances. So we don't, we don't have to quickly throw our hands in the air and begin to ac- label accusations and all. So I guess my point is that this incident, let us see if it's an isolated incident. But if we discover that it's being repeated, repeated across board, then of course we, have, we will have reasons to be concerned. In elections, <laughs> if you, you, somebody has been all over the uh, continent watching elections in yourself, there is no election where you're not going to have these kind of hiccups, technically and humanly, because human beings can make mistakes only because they are human. But what is important is whether this mistake is repeated across board. When there's a pattern, there's a trend, mm. then we can question. But the challenge is the reaction to this mistake. So. John Mahama spoke very well. Let me get to Imano Bombandi. John Mahama spoke very well. He says, let's wait. But others may not take it like that. And so that could trigger some confrontation. The the issue is, with each incident, can we read an intention to cheat? If we can read an intention to cheat, it doesn't matter how little the issue might be. It can then become big. But if I listen to my uh, good senior brother properly uh, referring to former President Mahama, it could be the genuine type of a situation that is a mistake. But the reason why it will not constitute such a big problem is precisely because you did not see a deliberate intention behind that one vote that made the difference. Now, what does this tell us? We've talked already, uh, Dr. DeGraff Johnson and Prof talked about the the how democracies it doesn't including those that are 200 years are going to uh, uh, and we probably right now are doing much better than some of these other democracies so for me two comments i'm happy that we are striking a balance midway i like the idea that we will not be doing electronic transmissions i like the idea that we'll be doing manual transmissions because we need to be able to uh, use the methodology that is assuring and increasing the trust and confidence of Ghanaians that nothing has happened that has an intention to cheat. And interestingly, one country that has truly gone manual, lit- they re- literally went backwards and did everything manual was Tunisia uh, in the election of the current uh, 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 president of Tunisia, in which everything was manual. And I remember growing up, you know, we used to have the huge billboard at the independence square mm-hmm. and literally the electoral commissioners climb on ladders and go up because that was the way tunisia thought that they would be able to assure everybody coming out of their political history but the second comment and i mentioned it here 
I like the fact that they took their time and they counted three times. Because, you see, at this point, it's not just the counting. But what you are seeing in that counting are the political parties working together. Mm. It's like we are in, we are in this together. Mm-hmm. And let's find, let's find a resolution in which there is mutual satisfaction. Mutual satisfaction is important. So I'm happy they went to a counting three times and now to agree that uh, this will be the outcome. Mm. And people forget that. People forget that though we are contesting the elections so that they will definitely, because every election, they will, the outcome eventually would have a winner. They forget that we are also negotiating our way every step of the way. And that is why we assure each other by beginning, and I think we've been repeating in this studio, if there is anybody with an intention to introduce any foreign material or try to cheat, stop it because you won't succeed. Okay. Talking about working together now, yeah. I mean, you've talked about uh, in this particular polling area, in this particular community, yeah. with, you, you know, you say politicians are working together as they count and recount. Yeah. But one area that we cannot say they were working together is in the Rudududu constituency because our correspondent, Enes Kujumini, was telling us of how, you know, two rival groups were throwing stones at each other. Yeah. And again, is another law of this election, Mr. Bombandi. Yes, completely uh, needless. And that is why initially we made a reference that they should look at the bridge building that happened last Friday before we went into the elections. And that should inform all of us that, uh, yes, we can be passionate in the support of our political parties, but it should not get to the point in which we hurt one another. Because you see, the elections are simply the means for us to be able to elect our leaders so that in the next four years, we continue progress. You see, what people don't for, uh, what people forget is that if you want to force your way and win an election, okay, you might win the election, but because people feel that you were really not the elected, you will be miserable in four years trying to govern. And uh, go- what governance tries to do is, it's it's not just because there was an election; it's because the election gives legitimacy mm. to the representatives of the people. And the president of the republic, who now manages the affairs of state for four years. And the way to be able to appreciate that is when you win on a clean uh, slate. However, in the competition, once fairness, the rule of the game is respected by all, it is not difficult for the one who lost to appreciate that it was a very good competition. I participated. I did well. I did not win. But I would appreciate the one who won. But if you introduce elements that make the outcome to be flawed, then there is a problem. You might be a winner, and yet you'll be miserable. Well, misery here meaning uh, finding it difficult to... Yes, yes let me bring you in. Yes, you want to make a point. It's a very interesting uh, proposition by my good brother here. <laughs> but you know, I don't think those seeking power will be minded by what you t- you say. After all, look at what's going on in the U.S. Uh, with uh, with uh, Trump refusing to acknowledge the, the victory of uh, his opponent. And in fact, if you win through unfair means, as you are suggesting, yeah. next four years, you're still in charge. And somehow, if you are going to mess up the country, you will. So, the first thing we have to ensure is winning legitimately. Yeah. That's number one. Yeah, I think we shouldn't compromise on that. Yeah. 
In other words, you are not going to condone somebody winning by stealing. Exactly. You know, uh -huh, exactly. exactly. I think that that's important. Yeah. Uh, having said that, um, the the these elections, as we, we we see it, I think is going to end up very well, despite the incidents that we have. And I'm interested in the very well you talk about when you say it's going to end very well. What do you mean? What I mean is that, in the end, the results that we get will be legitimate. Okay. And that I expect all the parties to respect the results. Okay. That's exactly what I mean. Okay. You yeah. think same, uh, Dr. DeGraff Johnson? I know you, 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 you are a figures person, and you've been looking at the figures. Um, and listening to all the things that are going on, you think this is going to end very well for us? Sure, sure. And I, I like the way that they put negotiation into place. Yeah. For, for them to recount yeah. and recount yeah. and recount, yeah. as we've been told by the electoral commissioner, that yeah. you can ask for recounts yeah. at the polling station. I will prefer that if you have any issues with the numbers, please call for recount, as many as possible, so that negotiations can take place at the polling station for us to look at why this got where yeah. and verify some of these numbers so that we can all conclude with a definitive answer, then we move forward. Mm. And, and that provides yes. the legitimacy mm. that, that he talked about. And as we sit here, the ballot boxes with what is contained in them as the votes is what is legitimate. What we are now trying to do is to seek to know in those boxes who got what number and who got what number. So let that process be transparent as we are discussing it because it is something that is much bigger than we think. It is the will of the people of Ghana. And if you try to introduce anything, you are trying to distort that will. And that is when the illegitimacy comes yeah, But don't in. politicians try that all the time, Mr. Mombani? I mean, but you know what? realistically, don't politicians try all the time yeah, I, to I, actually I, get in there? I agree with that. But you know one thing that we have succeeded in doing, probably without, inadvertently, sometimes, is to make it look like it is acceptable when the politician is nasty and capable of cheating. The only thing is that he has not been caught. We need to introduce in our politics that if our politics should be sound, it should be based on certain values and should be based on certain principles so that our children and their children begin to appreciate that politics, after all, is where leadership is born. But increasingly... And it is not like just one incident. It's not like this election. We've graduated, and by the way, also not in Ghana, because uh, uh, Prof cited uh, the, the United States. We've gradually come to the level of acceptance that what you can do is cheat, but insist and lie. Look at the camera and continue insisting that uh, you did not cheat and you were right. And people are beginning to be very sophisticated, and people are beginning to be very wise. They will discover you, and you'll be rejected. We want politics to produce leadership because leadership is about what now makes governance to be good governance and to be possible. And we should not allow politicians to think that I can find crooked ways of winning, but then the important thing is if I'm sophisticated enough and nobody found me, then I'll be okay. That is then when you have the introduction of vigilante. Because what was in your mind when you were introducing people or training them or recruiting them to go in and distort a rather peaceful process that should express the will of the people? It's because already the cheating started in your mind.
mm-hmm. and you want to translate that cheating into the outcomes of an election, Ghanaians are now so vigilant that uh, you will not be able to. You will try, but you will not get your way out. Yeah. Okay, so according to Mr. Bombandi, you will try, but you will not get your way out. I don't know what you make of that, but uh, you can definitely join us, uh, you know, on Twitter and on all our social media platforms. Uh, the most important thing is not to uh, forget the hashtag Election HQ. That's your election headquarters, Election HQ. I'll be crossing over to Evans Mensa shortly, but you know, Christmas came early this season at Access Bank with the early savers perfect start promo. Now, your kids can win amazing Christmas prizes like PS5, bicycles, tablets, and many more when they participate in the Access Got Talent competition. Wait, 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 wait. Now, Christmas indeed came early. Now, your kids can also participate in the Queasy Sunday's Fastest Fingers game by just dialing star 901 star 123 hash every Sunday at 3 p.m. to win weekly cash prizes. Yes, you, you heard right. I mean, for the young ones. And because we know your kids have big dreams, with just 200 Ghana cities in your new or existing Access Bank Early Savers account, you could be on your way to winning a share of more than a share of more than 100,000 to support their future. Endpoints every time you deposit to get early bird membership or uh, milestone or maybe savings culture points to help you build up to the ultimate 2,000 points that would qualify you to win the grand prize. So register your chart today at ghana.accessbankplc.com forward slash early savers or dial 2500 to get started. See press and social media for more details. Terms and conditions apply. Access Bank more than banking. So we're crossing over to the Joy News Studios where Evans, Mensa and the team are. Take it over, Evans. For more details, terms and conditions apply. Access Bank, more than banking. So we're crossing over to the Joy News Studios where Evans, Mensa and the team are. Take it over, Evans. For more details, terms and conditions apply. Access Bank, more than banking. So we're crossing over to the Joy News Studios where Evans, Mensa and the team are. Take it over, Evans. To the smart wall, I can't leave. It's almost as if it's uh, following me everywhere I go. And uh, Winksy will get to join me later as we do some analysis with the uh, results about to trickling. One of the things we'll be doing for you is the path to 50 plus one. As the votes begin to say uh, and trickle in, we'll be telling you, based on our calculations and analysis, um, which, how m- many votes has the NDC's uh, John Mahama already bagged? even before the polls started. And also, same with the president. But, of course, as always, the Situation Room is on standby also for you uh, tonight with Gary uh, R. Smith standing by in the Situation Room for you where all the uh, activity is happening. They are collating all these results coming from polling stations and eventually seeing it happening at the National Coalition Center as well. You see them there, Gary and his crew, uh, uh, standing in front of that uh, touch screen in a uh, situation room uh, presentation board. Well, of course, they're going through for you the social media uh, activity, and they'll be sharing with us shortly what you've been saying on social media about our coverage, about the elections. You see Winks in there in your shot, also with his crack team of experts breaking down the issues for you here on your election headquarters. I'm here, obviously, uh, bringing it all together with my smart wall analysis also as we begin to help you digest issues coming in. One of the places I want to take you, one of my favorite places is this area in um, 
Greater Accra region. Here is um, Greater Accra region. I want to take you to a place we haven't heard much of, but it's uh, absolutely critical in terms of what it's done over the years. This is Ningo Pram Pram. The Ningo Pram Pram comes with Samuel Nete George against Sylvester, well, that is in 2016, uh, Sylvester This was a race that really went to the wire. And as we see, we expect this to be close again. It has had a history of some disturbances. I want to take it there right now. I want to join Kwete Nate, who is our correspondent on the ground. Kwete is joining me in this particular constituency in the greater Accra region. Kwete, I've been waiting to see and hear from you today from Ningo Pram Pram, from Samuel George constituency. What is the situation there tonight? As night falls, and of course, as polling ends with counting beginning. Yes, seven. So I have the result of two polling centers, specifically the Anyam polling station. And this is where some George hails from. Mm. This is some George hometown. So for the presidential, NTC had 160, mm. 160. MPP had 46, 46. Boom, had four. DCPP had one. Mm. Fourth ballot was zero, mm. and then rejected ballot was 15. For the parliamentary, Sam George had 174. 174. MPP had 45. This is the result for Alexander Marty. Mm. He, he is the presidential staffer. He okay. had four. Quite do, do, do us a favor. I want my audiences on, uh, on radio and television to follow us, especially if you're on television and you're watching this, picture the image of what is happening. This is important because where Quinte Nate is bringing the results from is Sam George's own backyard. And so how he performs there may give an indication of how <coughs> he may perform uh, in that constituency overall. So Quinte, let's go back. I want to write this. Be slow for me. I want to write this on our screens. So we see what is happening there. Let's go. Let's start. Which area is this again? So this is the Agriam polling station. Okay. Agriam is some dot hometown. Good. And this is the result for DA Basic A. Okay. Presidential. NDC. John Mahama had 160-160. Okay. MPP Nane Kufuado had 46. Four six. Whom had four? GCPP had one. Rejected ballot was fifteen one five. Okay. Fourth ballot was zero. Okay. For the parliamentary, Sam George had one hundred and seventy four. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Seven four. Hold on. Um, this is Sam George here. Oh, goodness. Well, I need to bring this back. Quitin, uh, you have to help me go back again here because I saw you say to me that for the presidential, NDC John Mahama had one. Go by it again. 160. 160. And then and MPP. Sam George had 174. Okay, so Sam George, and that's what I was doing here. Sam. Okay, had one. Go on, Quitin. For the presidential MPP had 46. Yes. But the MPP candidate had 
Okay, so, so MPP candidate. What's his name? Alexander Marty. Okay, uh, candidate. What's that? What is, how many votes did he get? 45. 45. Some George. Give me some, give me some George votes. 174. 174. 174. 174. Okay. That's the story there. You have more, right? Yes, I have for the presidential, for the DA basic B. Okay. NDC, John Mahama had 319. 319. Yes, 319. Mm. MPP had 61. 61. Well, MPP, uh, that is the, 61. This is for the presidential. Mm -hmm. NDP, Nana Kunedu's NDP had two. Okay. So these are the results I have so far. Okay, good. I mean, so clearly, as we expected in this particular area, which happens to be Sam George's own backyard, uh, he wins it quite comfortably. But you see how uh, the margins for the uh, MPP is, is pretty slow. I mean, if you compare the what Nanado got there to what NDC MPPs can they got there, it's uh, almost similar. Just a one one vote difference there playing out uh, for you in that particular backyard there as we begin to watch it unfold. Um, will this? Will this be the story of the entire region? We don't know. But Sam George appears to be doing better in his own backyard than JM did uh, in his own backyard. But of course, if this is where he is and it, where it actually comes from in Nigo Prom Prom, you expect it to be the case. But the difference is important for me in terms of the margins that, um, for between himself and, of course, the NPP. Now, listen, this means absolutely nothing in the bigger scheme of things when we talk about the entire constituency. Because this constituency here is a big area. It's a big area. Um, more than 37,000 people we know have registered to vote in this particular area. So this is really doesn't tell you any story. It's just to excite you because the person comes from there and maybe give you a picture of what others might do uh, in, in the other uh, polling stations that we're beginning to watch also. So that is a story of uh, Ningo Pram Pram. We'll return to that place very shortly. I want to go to uh, Kwame Asari. Is he in Hohoi constituency? He's in Hohoi constituency. Now, Hohoi is interesting this year for one main reason for many people who are watching Hohoi very closely. Hohoi, that is Hohoi in the Volta region for you. This area here on the map is Hohoi. And I like Hohoi this year. We've never watched Hohoi before until a certain gentleman called Peter Amewu, who is the uh, energy minister, decided to contest in this particular area. And he did. He stands. He's raised the profile of that particular constituency and is hoping to attend this margin here. Well, this is going to be a Herculean task, just to say the least. Because if you pull up the trends, it tells you, oh goodness, he's coming up against an NDC which is formidable, formidable in this area. We'll talk about that. I want to go to Peter. I want to go to my colleague who's standing by for me right now in that particular constituency in Hohoi, uh, who is joining me with Fred, uh, with some of the uh, ballots counted already. Fred, quite sorry. What are we beginning to learn in Hohoi? One of those few constituencies in the Volta region, which is become, be, beginning to excite people with the results now trickling in. Fred, what are we learning? 
Yes, ballot or the voting has just ended here in the Hoho constituency, and then counting has been done at some police uh, station. Let me just run by you some of the figures. At the St. Francis College demonstration primary, Hoho had two. Mm. Uh, the presidential results are NDP had 202, mm. NDC had 280, GUM had three. Uh, the parliamentary results, Amehu, who represented the NPP, had 340. Margaret Kweku, who represented the uh, NDC, had mm. 149. The mm. PPP candidate had one. Mm. At the St. Francis College demonstration primary, Ogwe, uh, police station one, the presidential results are the NPP had 213, mm. the NDC had 311. Parliamentary, uh, NPP, that is Honorable Amehu, had 370. The NDC candidate, Margaret Kweku, had 160. There was one rejected ballot. At the St. Francis Training College, two presidential, NPP had 86. 86. 86. NDC had 197. CPP had one. The parliamentary results are Amehu, that is the representative for the NPP, had 168. Margaret Kweku for the NDC had 118. CPP had um, one. At the St. Francis JHS, the presidential results, the NPP had 186, and then the NDC had 333. So these are the results that I have so far, provisional results, I should say. And let me also add that some constituents have already taken to the streets and then are jubilating in the sense that Honorable Amehu is already in the lead, and perhaps uh, he would win the Hoho constituency and then make history. Uh, the reason why they took to the streets was that uh, there has never been any time in the general elections where an MPP candidate would win a polling station. So from the signals they are picking, they are hopeful that their candidate, uh, Honorable John Peter Mew, would win the Hawkeye parliamentary seat for the new patriotic party. Frank Wemassari, stay with me. For the few polling stations you've been, how many has John Peter Mew won? Do we know? So I, I just said five. He won all five at the moment. Say that again. I need to hear that. I visited five polling stations. That is the St. Francis College demonstration primary one. St. Francis College demonstration primary uh, two. That is, they have two polling stations at St. Francis uh, College demonstration primary. Uh, at the St. Francis Training College, they have uh, two uh, two uh, polling stations, I should say. That is uh, St. Francis Training College one and the St. Francis Training College two. The St. Francis Day Test, they have two polling stations. That is one and two. And Honorable Peter Mel won at all these um, polling stations. And you are telling me that this has never happened before? Exactly, sir. Exactly, sir. Okay. And what margins is he winning by? Is it slim? Well, for, for now, we, 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 we are not able to determine the margin he's winning by. But I mean, what, what, I, what I mean is that if you look at the votes he gets... And the votes that the NDC candidate gets, what is it two? Is it three? What, what normally? What's what's it like? It can mention okay, like two so, or three. So, 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 Alexander Francis College, uh, he won with about uh, two hundred and two hundred votes. Mm -hmm. uh, at the St. Francis College demonstration, one he won with about uh, three seventy. He got three seventy, and Margaret Kibu had one sixty. So that is about two hundred and ten votes. And then at the uh, Training College, two. He had 168, and then Margaret Kiku had 118. So here he won uh, with a gap of about 50 votes. So that is the difference. I just say it ranges between 60 to 80 percent. Mm. Okay, now stay with me a bit because I need to do this for our audiences who appreciate what is happening. Again, provisional results. <clears throat> Normally, polling station results 
don't mean anything. It doesn't give you an indication. But when you begin to see a picture emerge in an NDC stronghold, a purist stronghold, where as our reporter who has lived there knows it all, tells us that no NDC candidate has ever won a single polling station prior to this year. When you see that in an election year, a particular candidate, Energy Minister John Pitamu, begins to win in polling stations for the first time in the history of our false Republican uh, election, you know, historical trends. You, be, you have to pay attention to that. You cannot dismiss that because he himself is telling us the story there. And as you see, he's gone to five polling stations and Mibu has won all five. We want to get a bit more picture, by the way, um, of, of how many polling stations are, are, are there in all. Do we know, um, Fred, come here, sorry. We have, you... we have 123 polling stations. Okay, here so let's put that in contest. Let's put that in contest. So that's more than 100 polling stations. So five is nothing. But if you, if you look at it in the context of the fact that no NDC, no MPP candidate has ever won a polling station, not one before, in, uh, in previous elections, but he's managed to win five, and we are beginning to check more, you have to pay attention to that. It still doesn't tell you anything, but it gives you a sense of his strength, his strength, and the, how, how important he is to the game there. He may eventually lose, but he may push this all the way, right? So this is why he's important. Five police stations, John Pitamewu has won all. It's never happened before in the constituencies. We are paying attention to that. And we are seeing the margins there. And he's, he's, not, winning, he's not winning by small margins, too. I mean, because if you have a police station, in one of the police stations, for example, this is Amewu's tally. 3-7-0 as against... Um, the NDC candidates one six zero. That is significant, right? And you see one six eight in other area, one one eight for the NDC. This must must ring a few bells. We'll see how the final picture pans out uh, in Hohoi, where John Pitamu has made it a mission to snatch it for the NPP. This will be historical if he manages it. But listen, don't get excited yet. Nothing has been worn yet. This is just. Preliminaries. You haven't even started because you have more than a hundred police stations to come. We'll keep an eye on that uh, for you as this unfolds in the coming um, in the coming hours. Let's head now to one of my favorite places in Adenta, heated constituency, obviously Adenta, where my colleague Joseph Gakpo uh, is standing by with some uh, results trickling in. A fight between obviously Yahbami um, Samoa and. Uh, uh, oh, um, Mr. Ramadan, Joseph, um, I know you've been to a few places. Is the picture beginning to emerge yet? What do we know? Um, a few more results are actually coming in over the last um, few minutes. Um, as you see, uh, by the way, a lot of the folks are gathering at um, one of the areas here in Adenta where the collision is about happening. A while ago, I met Mr. Yabwabia Samwa himself and had a conversation with him, trying to get a sense of how he sees how the polls are going. He remains confident that things are looking good for them at the level of the NPP. And he extended it beyond the NPP and indicated that uh, across the nation, things are looking good for the NPP. And he's confident that the NPP will be able to retain a majority in parliament and even win the presidency based on the monitoring that it's coming in. Um, a few of the polling stations have actually been coming in. Um, the Adenta Barrier Police Station, that particular 
polling center. There are actually three of them there. One of them for presidential, the NPP won by 232. Well, they actually didn't win. They lost by 232 at that polling center. The NDC won by 259. Uh, the second polling center there, the NDC won by 176. The NPP got 130. And the third polling center there, the NDC got 184. And the NPP got 140. So all the three polling centers are the Adenta barrier. The NDC won. And same applies to the parliamentary as well. When you look at the figures for the parliamentary, the NDC won the, the first polling center by 263. The NPP got 228. Um, the second one, 176 for the NDC, 130 for the NPP, and then 181 for the NDC, as well as 127 for the NPP. Uh, but uh, in, in other areas in the constituency, the figures are looking a bit different. For example, at the end time Assemblies of God polling center, there are actually two different centers there. For the presidential, the NPP won, they got 172, the NDC got 107. Uh, and then when you look at the other centers that are there, there was 157 for the NPP and 127 for the NDC. Uh, the counting for the special voting is happening right here at the center as I speak to you, Evans. Uh, we're waiting to see how the details of that will also pan out. We are expecting the candidates uh, beyond Mr. Yabwabia Sama, who I spotted here a while ago. Uh, we are expecting Mr. Damud Dramani uh, also here any moment from now. The projection, from what we are being told, is that uh, a lot of the results have come in. They just need to do the necessary tallying and to put the figures together. They're projecting that before midnight, they would have the specific details on who exactly has won this particular constituency. But Mr. Babia somewhere remains confident that things are looking good for the NPP thus far. Um, I am getting excited. This is where it all comes down to. It boils down to these last few hours. You've been campaigning for years for some, months for others, spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars, sometimes um, in the millions, right? It all comes up to the next few hours. You begin to, as they say, see your smoothness level. We'll see it in Adenta, and then the presidential elections, we'll see it through. On your screens right now, we're going to go to the Electoral Commission shortly. Israel Lai is standing by with the Director of Electoral Services, uh, Dr. Sribo Kwaku. And of course, right now, though, I want to take you to the um, uh, Ashanti region shortly. But remember, we are counting down to 8 p.m. This is election night here on your election headquarters. On every street, in every town, and all across Ghana, everyone has goals. What's your goal? I want to expand my business in the next year. I want to own my own house in five years. I want to invest and grow my wealth. I want to plan for my wedding. Fidelity Bank understands that individually we are strong, but together we can do more from our online banking platform where you can make payments and do all your banking transactions. And of course, our best in-class mobile app where you can make investments and track your finances. Our digital products can help you to achieve your goals without having to come to the bank. You and Fidelity, because together we are so much more. Stay safe and observe the COVID-19 protocols. Fidelity Bank, believe with us. 
accurately, right? You know us. We've done it all over the years, and we're going to do it again. Our team is on standby. Deploy the best software you can find in the world to put this together for you. Hopefully, we get it right. We'll get it right, as you know, on your leisure headquarters. They're working this on for us in your situation room and the collision center that we set up here. This is where it all comes down to. Electro Commission headquarters. Israel is standing by as I said with... The Director of Electric Services is also going to uh, bring you the uh, latest reactions from... Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. EC uh, also, but my personal favorite, I'm looking forward to the results. I'm looking forward to populating my map so I can give you a projection of who is likely to win this year's elections as my specially trained expert collectors who've been working a lot in the last few weeks put the results together for us. Remember, in the last few, in the next few hours, We'll get a good picture of this. But listen, I want to take you to the Shanti region because that's one of the areas that has been hot for us today. Asawasi has been in the news. Press conferences held. Police reacted. Eraso Saridonko is standing by for us. He has uh, some polling station results from a few areas he's put together in the Asawasi constituency. Where else? Erastos, you've been very busy putting together numbers for us. Is the picture emerging? <laughs> Yeah, the picture is emerging uh, here in the Aswansi constituency. If you look behind me, quite a number of people have gathered here at the Abuabu Post Office uh, School. And they are uh, expecting the results to trickle in as uh, uh, the MP mounts a screen behind me to try to project uh, results for the people here. I have some of the results uh, coming in here. Let me share them uh, quickly with you. Uh, Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.